This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay. Hello everyone. And today, we're going to speak about a topic that's unclear in halacha, but very relevant. And I want to start with what we say three times a day. We should say three times a day. That means once in the morning, once at night, and once by Kriyat Shema. Alamita, uh, which is Kriyat uh, Shema. We talk about the great reward that that we get. If you hear out my my, uh, if you listen to my commandments, and you will do this, you will get a lot of sechar. Hashem will eventually give you much reward. So, the question is, everybody wants as much reward as they can in this world and in next world. But unfortunately, not everyone is able to be in a beta, a beta midrash all day, sitting and learning and working on doing as many mitzvot of the ultimate mitzvah, which is Talmud Torah. So, but other people, but, but there are people that make a tremendous amount of money. But they tell themselves, what are they going to do with the money? How many yachts can you buy? Right? It's only a certain amount of yachts that you could buy. So they want to engage in a business deal par excellence, the best business deal possible which is paying somebody else for his mitzvot or paying somebody for his learning. Is it possible to pay somebody for his mitzvot? That's question number one. Is it possible to pay someone for his learning? Question number two. We all know that there is a sugya of Yisachar and Zivulun. Where does this come from? So let's start. It says in the Pasuk in uh, Vayichi, it says in the Pasuk in, in Vayichi. It all starts from there. Velizvulun amar sameach zvulun betzetecha v'yisachar be'ohalecha. So to Zvulun he said, you should be happy when you go out and Yisachar should be happy in his tents. Says Rashi, they had a deal. Based on the Medrash, they had a deal. Yisachar would sit and learn while Zvulun would go out and make business. And Rashi says, that they made a shutfut. Lefikach igdim zevulun leisachar shetrotoi shenisachar al yedez zevulun aita. That's why the pasuk talks about zevulun before yisachar, because zevulun's bezvulun uh, was the catalyst for yisachar to get sechar. So that was uh, the first ultimate business deal that we have found in the Torah is the partnership between zevulun and yisachar. So you do have such a, such a partnership in Torah. The question is, does this extend to all other mitzvot? And how does this partnership exactly work? These are the questions that we have to ask. So, I have a few questions. Number one, when there was a partnership between Yisachar and Zevulun, does that mean it was a tzedakah that Zevulun gave to Yisachar tzedakah? And he fulfilled the obligation of tzedakah? That's question number one. Question number two is that how do you make such a partnership? Let's say 
It's after the fact, or you didn't say anything. Is that enough, or you have to make a condition? And when you make a condition, how much do you have to support Yisachar? If you give him $20 a month, uh, you'll get $20 of schar. That three minutes that it helped him not think about that bottle of milk that he had to go get from the bank, does that help? Or do you have to support him fully in order to get Yisachar Zvula? And if you support him fully, is that enough? Or maybe it's a real business deal. Real business deal means that Zvulun has to cough up his half of his amounts to Yisachar. That means that if Zvulun in the year 2019 made $3 billion, Yisachar will get $1.5 billion. Is that how it works? Is that how it works? I mean, I don't know if Yisachar is going to be tempted to learn a long term. He's going to be able to support many yeshivas after that. Yisachar will become a businessman himself, be able to send many, many yeshivas. That's the question. Very unclear sugya. And there's hardly any shulchan aruch on it. That's what's interesting. There's, hardly, there's one Bet Yosef that brings from Rabbeinu Yerucham that says the following. And I'll read to you what the Bet Yosef writes in the name of Rabbeinu Yerucham. There's just, just a lot to say on this. So I'm just going to pick some highlights. There's uh, Rabbeinu Yerucham writes, Ha'oseg Torah, somebody who delves in Torah, Kodem Shia Asok, before he delves in Torah, Yachol Lehatnot, Shia Asok Chavero Beschora, Vitol Chelek Milimudok Moisachar Zebulun. You can make a condition. Aval Achar Shiasak, but after he already learned, and then Yisavulun comes and says, Hey Yisachar, you learned so well this year. I want to give you $50,000. It costs you $100,000 to live this year. Let me give you $50,000 to take half of your sechar. That doesn't work. And he bases himself on a Gemara in Masechet Sodat of Chaf Aleph that there was two brothers called Hillel and Shavna. Hillel sat and learned, and Shavna came afterwards and he wanted to buy a sechar. On that, the, 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 the Gemara in Masechet Sota says that a voice came out from Shamayim and said, Boz Yavuzulo, which is a Pasuk in Shira Shirim. It's embarrassing that he thinks that he's going to be able to buy the schar. But then there was another set of brothers called Shimon and Azaria. It's quoted in the Mishnah in Masechet Zvachim, the first, first Mishnah in Masechet Zvachim says, Shimon Achi Azaria Omer. So Rashi says, why was he called Shimon Achi Azaria? Shimon, the brother of Azaria. They don't call me uh, uh, um, my, my, on my brother's name. They don't call you on your brother's name. But Shimon Ben Achi Azaria, they call him his brother's name. Why? Because Azaria would be Osik in business. And Shimon would be Osik in, uh, in Torah. So, and Azaria would support Shimon. Unbelievable. So here you have partnerships of brothers. If it was done beforehand, that they make a condition, it works. Done afterwards, it doesn't work. So that's what the Bet Yosef writes. But he doesn't write how much to give, how much not to give. And another question is, do you lose, does Yisachar lose out? Should Yisachar really engage in such a, such a Yisachar Zvulun, or is he going to lose out or not? So those are the questions we're going to attack. He's going to lose out in his reward. He has to give half of his reward, so maybe he shouldn't do it. For a couple of dollars, he's going to lose out on his reward? But he has to go out of work and waste Oh, so that's a good question. Let's say not. Let's say he could learn for, with poverty. Should, should, he, should he accept upon himself to, to learn with support or to learn with poverty? Should he be selfish or not? So these are all very important questions. These are all very important questions for Zvulun and Yisachar. So let me start with the following. Number one question. Is it tzedakah or not? Let's start with the opinion of Moshe Feinstein. Moshe Feinstein writes in uh, Igrot Moshe 
Yoredea Chelek Daled Siman Nunzain. I'm not sorry, not Siman Nunzain. Siman Lamed Zain. And he writes like this: It's not Medin Sdaka. It can't be that it's Medin Sdaka, because if it was Medin Sdaka, who says Yisachar was poor? Sdaka has to be given to a poor person. Yisachar was given a lot of land. Zvulun was given a nicer portion of land. Could be that gave him some opportunities that Yisachar didn't have. But Yisachar was given a lot of land. So he wasn't poor, says Rav Moshe Feinstein. And still it was considered as if there's a partnership between Zvulun and Yisachar. It's not called Zdaka. Rather, it's a partnership. Because otherwise it doesn't make sense. How could you quantify this partnership between Zvulun and Yisachar? Honestly. If I'm, we're coming in to start a business... And I'm bringing the capital, you're bringing in the work. So your work is valued at $50,000 a year. And that's, let's say, half of the company. So we can value 50-50 or 40-60. If I'm giving in 80% of the capital, you're giving 20% of the capital. So it's quantified. But there's no quantifying schar of mitzvot, says Ramosh Feinstein. And therefore, when Yisachar and Zvulun come together, it's a partnership of half-half on everything, because other way there's no way to evaluate it. That means whatever Yisachar learns goes half to Zvulun. Whatever Zvulun makes goes half to Yisachar. That means Zvulun has to cough up half of his earnings to Yisachar. Which, by the way, may not be so smart. Instead of Yisachar being able to support many Yeshivot, he's going to give one Talmud Chacham all of his money, who might not need all of that money that he has, depending on how rich Zvulun is, might not be the smartest thing. He does say that you could split it among a couple Talmidei Chachamim, so fine, but then you won't be able to... You have so it's not called Tzedakah. You're, you're not even allowed to give so much money for Tzedakah. Well, besides Talmud Torah, the Chavetz Chaim says you're allowed to give more than 20%. But an exorbitant amount like this, it's just a real partnership that a person gives. That's from Moshe Feinstein's opinion. It doesn't seem to be that this opinion is the uh, is the uh, is, is the accepted one because a lo- there's a lot of lishonot uh, from the poskim that seem to imply that through zvulun giving Yisachar his tzrachim his needs so Yisachar is taken care of uh, it doesn't seem to be that he gets to give him half half it seems to be that he gives him what he needs to be able to support to be able to learn. Then it's called the Yisachar Zvulun. The Aruch HaShulchan explains it in the following way. Kind of way the way that you were saying. If Yisachar would have to go out to work, he wouldn't be able to learn. So Nimsa, that because of Zvulun's participation, because of Zvulun's chelik in Torah, he's enabling Yisachar to be able to sit and learn. And that's why it's a half-half partnership. It's not a half-half partnership. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a partnership because, because uh, 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 of any type of, um, he had to give half-half. Even if he gave him what he needed to live on. Mm-hmm. Now, what's called li- needed to live on? Let's say the guy wants to drive the latest Lexus or whatever else. The Yisachar wants to drive. He wants to be the coolest guy in the Kolel. <laughs> I don't know if that works, right? It has to be, it has to be a regular amount that he would, that he would learn and. I've seen contracts. I'll, I'll, explain, I'll tell you afterwards a, a few contracts the way that the way that it's written. But but it's definitely contracts that 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 have a um, it's definitely contracts that have a a a, uh, a benefit to the yisachar, and it's like zvulun is supporting the yisachar. So 
According to this, you don't have to give everything. You give what the Zvulun gives, what he's able to give, but it has to be done in a contract, like the Shulchan Aruch writes. It can be done ex post facto. Now the question is the following. Does Yisachar lose out? That's going to be the big golden question. Does Yisachar lose out? So there's the famous uh, explanation of the Orachayim HaKadosh. The Orachayim HaKadosh. Orachayim. Orachayim. On his char, on his reward. The Orachayim HaKadosh in Parashat Kitisa writes on the Pasuk. That those who give half of the shekel HaKodesh. Says Orachayim HaKadosh. What's coming to tell you? Just say machatzit shekel. Stop there. What do you have to add on the shekel HaKodesh? It's coming to tell you. That somebody who's going to take from the Kodesh half of the, half of the money, in other words, he's going to sit, sit and learn, don't say that half of his learning is going to go. And you're going to say that, well, now you're only going to have the one learning, he's only going to have half of the reward. That don't tell me that each one is going to have only half remaining. Hashem is going to add into their bank account a full shekel. So they split it, but each one gets a full. That means according to Rachaim HaKadosh, the Yisachar doesn't lose out anything of reward, and neither does the Zevulun. It's a problem because the, the Orachim HaKadosh is another sefer called Chefetz Hashem in Masechet Barachot Davchet that seems to imply not that way, that, that he, he gets a chelik in him, and and they and they split their reward. It's not so simple. In the Orachai Makadosh, we could speak for a whole shiur on its own. What's his opinion? He also writes in the Rishon Litzion, another sefer he has on Yoredeasimadrishmimvav, that there are three types of learners. There are those who come in a partnership like Yisachar Zvulun and they split the reward. So there he says they split the reward. Does that mean they split the reward but they still come out with the full, like he said in the in the in the parasha of the Torah, or not? Not so simple. Or, and he says, then there's those who just want to sit and learn and be supported by the community because they don't want to go to work. He says, that's us. And then there's, there's those who have a choice. Either they're supported by the community or they go out and work half a day. He says, then it's better to work a half a day, he says. Unless, so he says, they better go into, and he says, but that's, on, that doesn't say unless, he says, but that's only in those times. He says, nowadays, if somebody's not asking from the community, that he should never do. Unless he's asking for the community. If he's asking for the community, he should never do that. But he's not asking for the community. People are sitting and learning and people want to support them. Even not Yisachar Zvulun. He said in those days it would have been better for him to sit and, work, uh, sit and learn. Sit in, in what, half a day and learn half a day. He says, nowadays Arachayim HaKadosh says in, in the Rishon Litzion, it's better, Bismaninu, he says, it's better to sit and learn because there's no way to acquire knowledge nowadays with all of the distractions. In order to be a proper Tamit Chacham and acquire real levels in Torah, it's only possible through full day learning, which is why we have that s- the system nowadays that you have select few that are able to sit and learn, and we're able to have the zikhut of supporting them, even if it's not done through Sechar Zvulun. Sechar Zvulun, that's a deal. That's a business deal. But so money for Torah is, is the highest level. So he says, so Revavad Yosef also comes out this way in Yeber Merchelik Zayin, Yoredea Siman Yud Zayin. He talks about the importance of. Uh, of, of, of learning and not, not losing out anything. Also, the Chidush Arim writes that he doesn't lose anything out of, out of the learning. Also, the Sefer Hafla'ah in Pticha Zira, So there's a lot of sources that say that Yisachar doesn't lose out. Others say not that way. There's a Shirot Uchvot from the Afkat Rochel, which is the Bet Yosef who wrote Afkat Rochel. And he writes that in Rashi it's written by Hillel and Shavna 
that Hillel was learning mitoch oni rav from great poverty. Why does Rashi have to tell us that? Says the Avkat Rochel, because then, only then, when a person is in great poverty, then he should accept the Yisachar, Zvulun contract. And that's why it said that Shavna came too late and he wanted to participate in the contract. But if he would have came earlier, then Hillel would have accepted it, it seems to imply. Why? Only because Hillel was very, very poor. Otherwise, he wouldn't have accepted it. So it seems to be from the Avkat Rochel, Yisachar would lose out from his char, a little bit, lose out from his char. And I know some people, because of that, they'd rather not accept. I, thought, I saw a beautiful thing, Baruch Chaim Velazhin. He writes that even if Yisachar Zvulun makes a contract on his Torah learning, but he shouldn't give up the Torah learning that he's learning mitoch dochak rav from great difficulty. Remember when people, you know, I myself, when I first got married, we, didn't, we, we accepted very, very, you know, tough living conditions in order to be able to learn Torah. I would never give up that Torah learning for, for, for anything. Torah that's learned mitoch atchak is what builds up a person. When it's, and it doesn't mean... Let's say a person has money, but it's difficult for him because he has pressures from parental pressure or he has pressures from people wanting to distract him, all types of business things, and he says, I'm going to learn anyways. That's also called Torah mitochat chak. That's also called Torah because of difficulties. So that is the second opinion in Yisachar Zvulun. The second opinion in Yisachar Zvulun is that he would lose something. But then you have your question, Ezra's question, that even though he's going to lose out something. Is it better for him to not have any concentration? I know people, who, 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 who in their community, people died from heart attacks because they didn't know how to support their children because they were sitting and learning or whatever else. So then obviously, it's better to accept the Yisachar Zvulun. On the contrary, the Chazonish was very pro-accepting contracts of Yisachar Zvulun. He says, not so much for the Yisachar, but why not be a little bit, yeah, you have to care about the Zvulun in order to make sure that he gets Sechar. Don't be so selfish just for yourself. Also care about the Zvulun. And then you'll rely on the Orachai Makadosh and get your full sechar. So, so here we so here we have the two opinions. We have the opinion of the Orachai Makadosh, and by the way, the Chida adds on to the Orachai Makadosh opinion. What happens to the wife? So you have the Yisachar Zvulun. The wife is supposed of the wife of Yisachar of the learning guy is supposed to split half half. So now Yisachar made a contract. So now she's going to get 25%, she's going to get 25%, is someone's going to get 50%, or we're going to split it three ways. How about Zulun's wife? Doesn't end. So Chida says the wife doesn't lose anything. He doesn't talk about the wife of Zulun. She shouldn't lose out anything either. She's also helping her husband. But the wife of the Yisachar doesn't lose out anything. Well, I don't know if she gets the same amount as the wife of Yisachar. The wife of Yisachar is giving up for Torah. It's something totally different. So the wife of Zulun, I'm sorry, the wife of Yisachar, doesn't lose anything. That's for sure. That's what the Chida writes in a few places. The wife of... The, 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 I'm sorry. Yesachar himself also doesn't lose anything, anything. That's the first opinion. Second opinion is that they could lose a little bit. But then you have to make sure and calculate whether that's the proper thing or not. Now, getting back to our original question. How about mitzvot? I recently heard a story about a guy who was at some Pesach program. And he made a... A very big chesed for someone. A very big mitzvah for someone. So his friend was jealous. So he told him, I want to buy, true story. I want to buy your mitzvah off you for $100,000. The guy said, no problem. Made a contract, 100000 bucks. Sold the mitzvah. Does it work? Says the Rav Chai Gaon brought down in the teshuvot of the Maram Alashkar. 
Very, very early Tishuvot. Maramal Ashkar Siman Kuf Aleph brings the name of Chaygon. It doesn't work for mitzvot. You can't sell schar of mitzvot. Every person has to make his own portion. Im en anili mili. What I do comes to me. I can't sell my mitzvot. The shutfut of Torah is different. Because then, as we explained, it's not like you're buying the schar from him. It's that since you enabled him to learn, so you're a partner in that Torah. But it's not that you're, that you're, uh, it's like you're called a misayeh, but it's not that you're buying a schar of misus. There's such thing as buying a schar of misus. That guy, 100,000 bucks, he lost out major. He lost out major. I don't know, he, he shouldn't have done it because he could have given his money to tzedakah or other things or supported Talmud and get schar that way. So I think that there's a lot more to say on this, but I think that just to get a bird's eye view of this sugya is to make a proper contract, and there are contracts like this, of Yisachar Zvulun has to be done in advance. And the Yisachar has to agree, which is not so simple. And if you don't want to do like Ramosha Feinstein, you have to give him at least his, his, er, his, his support that he, it has earned. And that, no, his, whatever he gets, not like Ramosha Feinstein, whatever he needs to be supported. And then you'll be able to, you know, a Zvulun will be able to get a good deal out of this. But even if a Zvulun doesn't make a specific contract and he supports people learning, the Aruch HaShulchan's way of understanding Yisachar Zulun is very close. Whether you put in a contract or not, it's better to put in a contract. Even if you don't put in a contract, you're still getting tremendous char like a Yisachar Zevulun. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.